We're talking the Golden Globes, but not who wore it best on this edition of Industry Focus. Welcome to the show's Fools. I am Nathan Hamilton, joined, of course, by our consumer analyst, Sean Howdy, Riley. everybody. So we are talking a little bit about the Golden Globes today. I have to say, I did not appreciate a lot of the... I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about yeah. and everything. <laughs> you know, the, the Gucci dresses were on point. Right. Yeah. Actually, I didn't watch that. I, I don't know yeah. for sure. But um, no. My wife made me watch. Yeah. So more importantly for investors, maybe not retail investors in dresses, but... Um, Netflix, Amazon, all these streaming providers and so forth. They had a pretty big day. They at did. The Golden Globes. Yeah, no, they um, they finally, first and foremost, um, he'd been nominated like eight times for a Golden Globes, but Kevin Spacey finally won for his role as uh, Frank Underwood, the uh, nefarious main character of House of Cards. I think Which uh, you do a great impersonation of, of course. Thank you. We we <laughs> we we won't uh, we won't give that to our listeners just yet, but. Uh, tune in next week, maybe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, he'd actually been nominated. I'm pretty darn sure for the role of Frank Underwood through net, uh, you know, on Netflix ever since the first season, and we're about to have the third season come out. So he finally won for his role there. Um, but uh, yeah, we finally they're starting to really, you know, come to their own and actually win these awards and get some respect. Which actually, you know, arguably independent films have won for years all the time and. Argument that yeah. oh they're ugh, Amazon made something we shouldn't let them win an award that's just silly yeah um, so yeah the first thing that was actually big was Amazon's Transparent won a Golden Globe for best comedic television series um, the director Jill Soloway actually came out in her speech not only thanking Amazon but your friend and mine Jeff Bezos oh, yeah. in the speech so she's like thank you Jeff Bezos and everything I'm like oh my gosh so yeah uh, I was uh, trolling through Twitter and I saw a picture of him. You know, smiling with the announcement and all the stuff, so he was there. Um, and then Jeffrey Tambor uh, won the Golden Globe for his role in the show, uh, Transparent, and he gave a shout-out saying, to Amazon, my new best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, who would have thought that this would happen five years ago? Yeah. Like, if I went to you five years and goes, oh, yeah, Amazon's going to get all these shout-outs at the Golden Globes, what would you have said? I would have said, no, no way ever. No, it's, like, it's impossible. But, it, I mean, it is funny when you look at it because... Yeah, five years ago, some Wall Street analysts... Prime didn't exist. Yeah, some yeah. Wall Street analysts may have said, hey, Amazon's going to get into original content. We think it'll be big, but Amazon does retail. This doesn't make the sense. The people that sell me my books cheap? Yeah, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it, and Netflix is, is sort of similar. I mean, they've gone from, what, a, a DVD mail delivery service? I mean, they, people forget they were founded in 1997, and mm-hmm. most people's first experience was getting the little DVD in the yep. mail on that the nice scratch little DVD that the scratch played. DVD that didn't work. Yep. Yeah, I got to send it back. Shoot, um, and uh, you know, you now you're talking about um, a entity that has 50, over 50 million subscribers worldwide, 36 million in the United States, and that's out of oh, I don't know 100, 110 million households. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you got Netflix, uh, Kevin Spacey, you know, winning the award for best actor in a TV drama, thanking Netflix. Netflix on stage as well, and that wasn't as surprising because um, he'd been, I mean, very publicly vocal about the merits of Netflix and what they're doing and how brave they were of saying, four million an episode, no problem. Sure. So um, that that wasn't as surprising, but he finally won, and uh, yeah, no, it was a very big night for Amazon and Netflix, and uh, they're going to keep rolling the dice with these uh, these shows, I think. Hmm. An interesting quote, which I came across before, and I'm sure some people have heard it, but uh, you know, Netflix's CEO has said before, we want to be HBO before HBO can become us. Right. 
seems like they're kind of moving toward that direction and, and yeah, and HBO's getting some success. Starting to come out with their own streaming TV service and everything. Yep. So over the internet. Um, and uh, taking a step back, and then we'll just jump into HBO because you actually bring up a very good point. Um, they're because of the success, not only are they seeing economic success with these episodes, and again, we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, they're finally winning you know, success in the land of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Netflix is coming out with a few uh, more original series offerings. You've got Lilyhammer, Bad Samaritans, Hemlock Grove, Orange is the New Black, which of course I was actually surprised that it wouldn't What was their anything. most recent flop, though? Was it Marco Polo? Yeah, that's okay. not doing so well. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my son loves VeggieTales in the house. <laughs> Never thought I'd watch that. Yeah. Um, but you got that BoJack Horseman, the animated show, um, and uh, they're also starting to pick up shows that weren't necessarily economical for television, and, but kind of got a cult following, and they're picking mm -hmm. those up too. So you've got The Problem Solvers, Arrested Development Season 4, The Killing Season 4, all things that originally started on, like The Killing started obviously on AMC, just mm. didn't have a big enough following for them to merit to keep it on AMC, but they had a big enough following to merit throwing it on Netflix. So, what makes it? I guess what makes it more financially feasible is it the lower cost structure of streaming it versus having okay. a network in place. Or? So this yeah. is, I didn't really figure this out until very recently, but. Um, those that troll fool.com know full well how we talk a lot about the retransmission fees that uh, each channel gets or charges your cable provider. So, you, Nathan Fire Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's pretend you, know, you, Nathan Hamilton, have a $100 cable bill. So, every month you give Comcast $100. Mm -hmm. Five, $6 of that goes to the ESPN, and then it really tapers off from there. And we pointed out, and uh, other companies pointed out as well, the fact that ESPN is the most expensive possibly because they have this thing that can't really be replicated on Netflix because it's live sports. You can't sure. replicate that. But it, it tapers off from there and the average TV show gets you know, 50 cents to a buck from you per subscriber from the cable company. Mm -hmm. um, and then you look at Netflix, which, how much do they charge you a month? I'm not a subscriber, but- You're was kidding it? me. Eight bucks or yeah. I can't remember what they yeah. raised it to. Um, it, it'll be 10 bucks here soon, but the last quarter their average subscriber paid $8.20. Mm -hmm. per month. If you think about it that way, they're making more money per subscriber than ESPN. Mm. All of a sudden, they're spending uh, something very comparable per episode, and they're making way more money. Netflix brought in twice the money that Scripps Networks uh, brought in in terms of revenues last quarter. Um, they brought in $1.4 billion versus net, uh, uh, Scripps Networks. Um, I think they brought in like $670 million or something like that. But um, so you look at the costs that uh, these shows cost, and um, the average episode for House of Cards, the cheapest was three point eight million. A couple of them got up to five, but on average, it's about four million dollars. Yep. Um, and this compares pretty competitively with even um, I assume the Game of Thrones, the HBO show that everybody knows and loves, yep. uh, would be extremely. Uh, each episode is like a mini movie. I mean, these things are very uh, uh, involved. Um, one of those costs $6 million a piece, so all of a sudden they're getting more money per subscriber than the most expensive cable network there is, ESPN. And this is, it's perfectly economical, so all of a sudden it makes sense and it's economical for them to pick up The Killing or, you know, uh, Arrested Development Season 4, stuff like that. Sure. And also, you know, you actually touched upon a good point, the economics and so forth and costs. When we look at it from an investing perspective, Netflix specifically, 
on their balance sheet, they've got you know three, four billion dollars in short-term and long-term liabilities for content costs. And then north of that amount for off-balance sheet liabilities for content costs. It's astounding that they can still yeah. support this. You know, when you look at the numbers, what should investors be focusing on? You know, maybe not in the next quarter, but looking long-term because these really are long-term sort of headwinds when you've got Amazon competing, Hulu, Netflix, all these companies now coming into original programming. What, what should investors really look at? Um, Reed Hastings, I think, is actually the guy that came out and said, the traditional TV cable type model that were uh, that exists in the world today probably has about 15 years left. I'm starting to think it might be less than that. Sure. Um, and it's because of the uh, inherent economics of Netflix and the fact that we're all willing to pay 10 bucks a month to binge watch because mm -hmm. we all love binge watching. Um, I'm starting to wonder if Net Netflix can maintain their dominant position and they, this could be huge. Mm -hmm. Like they, uh, uh, your 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 best cable companies, you know, have you know nowhere close to the uh, the the subscriber uh, numbers that Netflix is approaching, and they're going to be a hundred million people someday, or a hundred million uh, subscribers someday. Mm -hmm. Ten dollars a month on that? This is a big deal. <laughs> you have to wonder if maybe Netflix costs subscriber costs will inch up over time. You know, I mean, it might on the flip side per. Uh, subscriber though it might actually go down because um, it's so scalable because they're doubling their subscriber counts from 50 million to 100 million which I don't know they'll probably try to hit by the end of the decade or something um, episode of House of Cards stolen cost four million dollars yeah. and scalable you mentioned that their content costs in the most recent quarter and even past nine months have not risen or you know, gone up as fast as revenue. So there is some scalability to, Absolutely. to the content side. Yeah, of it. so this this could get Netflix, even better. I should say. Yeah. yeah. No, this could get even better. Yeah. Well great, appreciate the insights. Uh you bet. I guess we'll look forward to maybe they'll get into the Grammys, maybe the Oscars, who knows next year. It'll it'll be the, the Netflix owned Oscars someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You bet. Yeah.